it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not a senile elderly old man no ma'am uh joe biden the president of the united states is tell him like it is and that's not me just recklessly speculating like some type of fox news provocateur right-wing strongman no the special counsel robert hurt's report on biden's mishandling of classified documents during his time as vice president delivered yesterday and long story short he concluded we have a president that is clearly not all there 888-788-9910 if you want to help the democratic party figure out who the nominee will be in 2024 because after that report yesterday man not looking good for your commander in chief of the United States. I keep forgetting I'm president. According to the report, he very well may uh, keep forgetting he's president. <laughs> but one way or the other, uh, we remember that it's Friday. <laughs> Country's in a good mood, and we will keep the tone light. Uh, Jenny Fail is going to be here. Lincoln Fail is going to be here. It's Super Bowl weekend. I'm celebrating America. Yeah, the country's on fire, but it doesn't mean we can't roast a couple of radio marshmallows. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? There it is. So you know the deal. 888-788-9910. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. All we ever ask is that you don't be a... Boom! Happy Friday. Uh, Pleased to announce, really quickly... That the Cancel Culture Dictionary, if you don't have your copy, foxnewsbooks.com. Cancel Culture Dictionary, uh, the Publishers Weekly list came out yesterday. Uh, Publishers Weekly goes strictly by sales numbers. So you understand the week day before I announced we made the New York Times bestseller list, and that's great. Uh, But the Publishers Weekly uh, goes by complete sales numbers. And we have the number three book in the entire publishing industry right now, according to Publishers Weekly. Uh, I got to tell you, man, that's a uh, that's a big deal. <laughs> it's like, wow. And I'm trying to make sense of it all. Uh, I attempted to last night with Jenny and Lincoln. We went out to a one of those Brazilian steakhouses till they, they feed you within an inch of your life. And then somebody comes by and like massages your scalp and tells you everybody's going to be okay. This is absolutely gross. Oh, it was disgusting. We'll discuss it with Jenny and Lincoln later. But seriously, thank you uh, to everybody who's just buying the pants off of this book because I just think it's such a good read for America based on the moment we happen to be living in. So if you didn't get your copy, foxnewsbooks.com, you will thank me. When you get to the end of the book, he's a lousy dad, but he's right. Uh, America getting to the end of the special counsel's report on Joe Biden yesterday. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man, man. Uh, First, we'll get to the report. Then we'll get to the White House response, which somebody decided 
to trot Joe Biden out to a podium last night and push back against the allegations that he had lost his marbles. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And why do you know it's stupid? It's because we've been watching Joe Biden for the better part of four years now in the run up to the election, in his time as a candidate, in his time as president. And we've made this observation a billion times, okay? The guy's not all there. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. And the reason that joke worked when my son told it on the show four years ago, that's a four-year-old clip. That's a four-year-old clip, okay? So this is not news to you or me. But it's a formal acknowledgement that when you sit down and try to have a coherent conversation with this man, you don't always achieve victory. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. Guys, that's not a speech impediment. That's a man. <laughs> I know he has a stutter and he bravely has overcome it to live a life in the public eye. And I commend him and I encourage anybody dealing with a stutter to work hard uh, and don't let anybody tell you you can't beat the thing. Of course you can. OK, but you understand when they try to conflate one with the other, this is not a speech impediment. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's not a stutter, guys. That's a guy whose brain has just unplugged. Correct the mundo. And I'm not happy to say that there, but go the great, for the grace of God, go all of us. I mean, what we exhibit, what Biden exhibits on a daily basis is what a lot of us have seen in elderly relatives. And it makes us sad. It doesn't make us happy. I don't like going, Biden's nuts. It doesn't make me feel good. Okay, it makes me feel bad for him. It makes me feel bad for the country. And to be very clear, what the special counsel determined when it comes to the mishandling of classified information is that Biden was guilty of doing so. He willfully and knowingly took home classified information. Okay, but the special counsel concluded that he would not recommend criminal charges because the president was greatly diminished mentally and that he would likely come across to a jury as a sympathetic elderly man with a very poor memory. Okay, that's the guy who's in charge of the whole frickin' country right now. I got a bad feeling about this. Let me give you some of these, okay? Her noted in the report, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In 2009, am I still vice president? I don't remember. That's the direct quote. He did not remember, even within several years when his son died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally who Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. The report added, in a case where the government must prove that Mr. Biden knew he had possession of the classified Afghanistan documents after the vice presidency and chose to keep those documents, knowing he was violating the law, we expect that at trial, his attorney would emphasize these limitations in his recall. Okay, while Biden will not face charges, the investigation uncovered evidence that Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. 
So you understand this report concludes Biden broke the law. He willfully, knowingly broke the law. However, we can't charge the guy because he's nuts. That's true. That is true. Knowing that to be the case, and that's what he decided. And the reason a lot of conservatives are howling about a two-tiered standard of justice is because they are still trying to charge Trump. Okay, he just told you Biden knowingly and willingly retained the documents. He broke the law. But we're not going to go out there and charge him because he's a doddering old man who doesn't know what planet he's on. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. That's the conclusion. Okay, he doesn't belong in prison. He belongs in an assisted living facility. So somebody last night at the White House decided, wow, this is a lot. We're taking some serious incoming here. People are calling out names. Okay, Joe, do you, do you, do you feel confident going out to the podium? I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fitness. So they decided that was a yes. And Biden went out with to the podium. Are you stupid or something? Whoever greenlit this press conference, yes, was absolutely stupid. Here is clip one. This is Biden immediately taking questions from reporters about his memory. Uh, this is a back and forth with Peter Ducey, clip one. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. What does that mean? That's, uh, that's, that's what your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, President? Look, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Well, many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. Public that is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What What is your answer to that I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Oh, man. He's the most qualified person to be president of the United States? That is a fact check false. Guys, so a special counsel just ruled that he's not mentally fit to stand trial. Yeah, he broke the law. I willingly, knowingly retained classified documents. Some with the top secret classification, meaning cannot be viewed outside a government skiff, he took it home. It's laying around in his garage in crates. He did it. We know he did it. We know he spoke to the author about it. We know he knew at the time it was classified. Okay? That's what the report concluded, but they said he's not mentally fit to stand trial. A jury is not going to convict a man who is completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay? That's the problem. And when Biden says to the reporter, oh, that's your judgment that there's concerns about my age. No, that's an NBC poll released on Tuesday that found that 76 percent of Americans have concerns about Joe Biden's faculties. Okay, 76 percent. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. That's pretty much what the special counsel concluded. So I don't doubt 
that he has a few good moments where he can string together some coherent sentences. He can get out there and yell. But when he says his memory's fine, <laughs> guys, just in the past week, he reper- referred to President Mitterrand of Germany, corrected himself to say Mitterrand of France, but explained on more than one occasion this week that when he got elected, the first thing he did was tell President Mitterrand of France that America is back. Only problem is President Mitterrand had died 25 years before he became the president. Biden's lost his marbles. Two reported cases this week of him claiming when he first became president, he spoke with Helmut Kohl of Germany and told a similar story. Only problem is Biden became president in 2021. Helmut Kohl sadly died in 2017. Okay, we've seen him talk to dead people like Jackie Walorski. Okay, we've seen him quit talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. (laughs) We've seen him invent words. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Okay, the guy's a disaster. I'm not happy. I'm not like, yay, the president's not all there. I'm actually mad at the members of the press who asked him tough questions yesterday because what the special counsel told us is what we all knew to be true for the better part of the last four years. The guy's out to lunch. Okay, the guy's a mess. Okay, the guy was deemed not mentally fit to stand trial. Yet some Democrats are out there today saying, Biden, he was completely exonerated. You are so full of sh. No, they said he did it. But nobody convict him because you don't want to put a guy who doesn't all have all of his faculties into a jail cell, onto a witness stand, through the rigors of trial. That's what we're dealing with right now. Joe Biden is nuts, and Joe Biden's still in charge. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway... Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica. And I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day. Probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good looking eye tag. The Fox News Rundown. A contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. 
We bump in on three here at it. Voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What what is your answer to that question? Because I'm the most qualified person in this country be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Oh, man. You're not telling me the truth. Really rough day for the country yesterday. Not just a rough day for Biden. It's a really rough day for the country. Okay, because the press, who you understand, they are activists masquerading as journalists. Every single one of these people saw Joe Biden exhibit this very behavior for the past four years But they went to bat saying he was our only choice in the election. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. But the word, the hit, is out on Biden. The word has been passed along to the press that, oh, by the way, you can start asking him tough questions. Do you understand? This is a president who spent 40 percent of his his presidency on vacation, who doesn't take spontaneous questions. He calls on a predetermined list of reporters and then answers the questions off note cards. That's theater. And they know it's theater. And they're only speaking up now because somebody gave them permission to do so. You see, the vast majority of the media, the vast majority of the media is just a surrogate wing of the Democratic Party. And liberals love to accuse their opponents of what they're guilty of. They're like, oh, Fox News, just carrying water for the Republicans. Do you know how many times the Republican Party attacks Fox News? I think he's got a point. Because our party is not the Republicans, okay? Our party is America. And if we think the Republicans are screwing up, screw them. Okay, they work for us. They're elected officials. We put them into power. We don't owe them our loyalty. We owe the country our loyalty. That's why I bring on Chip Roy, who is doing like a straight yo mama jokes on the Republican Party right now. Okay, but you understand what they told you yesterday is that Biden is not mentally fit to stand trial. That's what they told you. You can't put him on trial. He's nuts, which means he shouldn't spend another second in the White House. That's what we learned yesterday. Get him out of here. Get him out. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's. Your memory has gotten worse. No, look, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. Oh man, that's a rough one to listen to. It's hard to hear a man out there as the leader of the free world. You know, you're listening to a you know take away grandpa's car keys moment where a family is convincing a guy, hey, we all love you here. You're not safe anymore. 
Okay, but in this instance, we're taking away grandpa's nuclear codes. This could be a problem. It's a big problem, but it has to happen. Um, Biden tells you in that soundbite, I know what the hell I'm doing. In the very next soundbite I'm going to play you, he talks about the Gaza Strip and how the president of Mexico refused to work with him. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. <laughs> Say that because Mexico is several thousand miles away from Gaza. That is correct. So does Joe Biden know what the hell he's doing? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. Here it is, clip 10. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard, to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying, and it's got to stop. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Again, the direct quote, the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, I think, as you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced the president of Mexico to open the gate. That's a very impressive feat by Joe Biden because the president of Mexico doesn't even have a gate. Oh, wow. But it's sad, man. And then there's the other compounding reality. They broke the law. The special counsel concluded he knowingly and willingly retained those documents, knowing he was violating the law. That's the direct quote. The reason they asked him when his son died, to be clear, because they're taking a sympathetic angle in the response to this, is to say, why is he even asking me that? It's none of his business. The problem is in this instance. The classified documents were found in his house along with a lot of documents related to Bo Biden's memorial. So sadly, there was overlap because Biden was just that negligent with where he was putting stuff. Understand, just so we're clear here, this stuff was found everywhere. Whether we're talking about offices at the University of Pennsylvania, where they could have been accessed by just about anybody, or we're talking about the floor of his garage in a crate, or in boxes and closets all over his house, And I'm not talking about places that were unique to the family, like bedrooms. I'm talking like living rooms. I'm talking about guest rooms. I'm talking about pretty much everywhere in the house. And I bring that up because when the shoe was on the other foot, here was Biden on 60 Minutes. Biden went on 60 Minutes right after Trump got caught with classified documents. Biden did a 60 Minutes interview in 2022. I don't remember that ever happening. But here is Biden when the shoe was on the other foot talking about Trump having documents at his house. Clip eight. 
the FBI spread the documents out on a floor to make a record of what was found. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. There's only one small problem. The documents he's referring to at Mar-a-Lago had 24-hour Secret Service protection. The documents Biden was later determined to have found and shared with a ghostwriter, we can confirm that, had no Secret Service protection, were marked as highly top secret, and were in far more places around the House than what Donald Trump had. So you understand, if you took Biden at his word, I can't believe he'd be so reckless. What could be on those documents? I don't know. If you're concerned with what can be on those documents, Biden was determined to have shared top secret documents. That was the classification, meaning they can't be viewed outside of a secure SCIF. So Biden is guilty of the highest level of recklessness. But the way Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is going to justify a double standard because they want to charge Trump, but they don't want to charge Biden, is by being like, look, guys, he's nuts. So essentially, this was the fall on the sword moment for Joe Biden. The presidency's over. Okay, he might want to stay on the ticket for a few more months, but make no mistake about it. When the press is going in on the guy, it's because they got permission from the party leaders at the tippy top. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. I don't doubt uh, she does. Okay, there are dozens of high-profile Democrats that want him gone. Tell him like it is. Okay, the problem is when you look at the immediate alternatives, they don't have anyone in the Biden administration that knows what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. So they've got to look beyond that. And in the age of identity politics, it's difficult. And they're also concerned because when you're the Democrats and your whole existence runs on grievance, telling people that we only take action because of a form of discrimination. Well, you know, the whole world runs on racism and ageism and sexism and transphobia as if we have no motivations beyond some type of an inner hatred that they can't actually diagnose. They don't actually know what's in your heart, but that's how they get their way. It's anything that doesn't agree with what we want is racist. It's killing the planet. It's a misogynist. That's what they do. So they've kind of dug themselves a hole here because, yes, we have learned that Biden is not mentally fit to stand trial, which means he's unequivocally disqualified from the presidency. That being said, a large percentage of their voters view anything as discrimination and they'll view this as ageist and the Democrats will have a problem. And this is where we find ourselves. Okay, here's Jeffrey Tubin, who has made it back onto CNN. If you remember, Jeffrey Tubin was originally fired from CNN for religious purposes. He kept celebrating Palm Sunday. But Tubin back on the air, proving once and for all that he does have a lot of pull. And whoever had him on the air yesterday uh, executed a pure stroke of genius. All right, I'll stop now. We may, I'm not, no guarantees we won't start again. But here is Tubin, clip 13. Mexico? Mexico? Where did that come from? I mean, 
That's the only thing anyone's going to remember from this. I, you know, he was exonerated here. No, he wasn't. And, and I think it's an easy call that he was exonerated. And I think legally, he's never had a problem with this because the issue of criminal intent was quite clearly absent in the Biden case and certainly according to the accusations in the um, in, in the Jack Smith indictment is very much present in the, in the Trump case. I think they are very different and the report even spelled this out. But Mexico? I mean, politically, how do you explain that? I admire your honesty. Give him credit because he's right to call that out. Biden is talking, hey, I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not nuts. Look at what I did over in Gaza when I got the president of Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, right over in Gaza. I got the president of Mexico to open the gate, except Mexico is not in Gaza. He knows what he's talking about. It was a disaster. That being said, when Cuban goes, no, he was fully exonerated. No, he wasn't. The report reads he knowingly and willingly withheld the documents, meaning he broke the law. When Tubin says, oh, he didn't have criminal intent, he broke the law. That is the criminal intent. He broke it. You can't say I murdered you, but I didn't have criminal intent. I, murder's illegal. You broke the law. It's not about intent at that point. You've already broken the law. If a cop pulls you over for doing 82 and a 20, and you go, well, I didn't intend to speed. Oh, in that case, you can get out of here. That's not how it works. I tell Jeffrey Tubin to get a grip, but I think he already has one. Anyway, here's CBS Mornings trying to make sense of this. Okay, it is clip 14. Perception is reality, though, yes. mm -hmm. when it comes to the voters. Yeah. This year is an important year, and when he has these moments, and we were talking about this off-air, Tony, I mean, this is, this is something that is glaring yeah. moving into this year. And to be holding a press conference about your mental acuity and to mix up Egypt and Mexico, Mexico is not even in the conversation. No exactly. questions about Mexico. It's not the topic of the press conference. Exactly. It's not a good look. No, and it was all about the, the southern border of Gaza, so he went to Mexico. Yeah. Who among us hasn't screwed up those two countries before? But we're not president. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the real concern that they have at the White House that they're going to have to so prove. <laughs> Man. But give them credit. Because they're at least acknowledging something we've all known to be true for the last five years. Okay, guys, I play you Biden clips on this show that are old. They're not new. They're old. A three-letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Jobs. Does jobs sound jobs? J-O-B-S. Does that sound like a three-letter word? The answer would be no. No, the answer would be no. The guy's a disaster. I take no joy in saying that Joe Biden is a mess. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. No, I'm not. Okay, but I'll give you the most laughable defense of Biden because there were defenders out there. Okay, here's Rachel Maddow saying none of this can be true because he rides a bike. Clip 24. The man is 80 years old. He rides a bike. He, he, I like, but he is the age he is. And, and so it's, it's, it's a very useful political attack for that. That was embarrassing. Yo, for real. He's 80 years old. He rides a bike. Yes, and one of the most famous videos of the last five years is him falling off the bike. Biden is such a disaster. <laughs> it's like being like, OJ's not old. He's married. He, you know, he's just fine. I don't know. I don't know that he is. Okay, Biden is a disaster as a bike rider. 
Okay, the guy fell three times in a commencement speech. The guy once fell three times on the way up the stairs to Air Force One. I'm not happy. I'm honest. Okay, let me give you a little more because I I just find this all so fascinating. And there's so much sound. There's so much reaction. Okay, here is Dana Perino, who I will be appearing with tomorrow. And that's not a plug because it's already sold out. You can't get tickets. I apologize. Believe me, it ain't sold out because of me. It's sold out because she's one of the most revered figures in all of media. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. It's not there for me. <laughs> I'd, l- I'd love to take the credit, but here's Dana dishing out some hard truths. Uh, clip 27. He decides to take questions from a very frustrated press corps on possibly the biggest <laughs> news story of their careers. Right. And a day when he, ne- uh, when he ne- they say that he answers questions all the time. Forgive me, but that is ridiculous. <laughs> In front of the helicopter, that's not, an, that's not an interview. He had just passed up the Super Bowl interview. He tries to make a joke, making fun of Peter Ducey. That falls flat. But his fatal mistake was the one when he's about to leave. He was mm-hmm. almost He was the leaving. They shout more questions at him. It's one about Hamas. He wants to answer it. Mm-hmm. He thinks it through. And the fatal mistakes, he goes back to the podium, and that's where he says, I talked to the president of Mexico, Sisi. Mm-hmm. And he meant Egypt. <laughs> I mean, listen, she's telling you the truth. Fatal mistake. If you're trying to hide a form of cognitive decline, getting the country wrong by 10,000 or, five, excuse me, 5,000 miles Not going to sell a lot of people. But here's Dana dishing out the ultimate truth, clip 28. All of us have people in our lives that we care about. A lot of people, when they get old, imagine, I've never had, my parents are thankfully very healthy. No one's taken away their car keys, right? But I think even they would say, I'm not mentally ready to be president. It takes so much out of you. He's asking for another four years. I thought yesterday was, I've never seen anything like it. I'm a little bit flabbergasted by it. Somebody said that it's like, Dukakis in the tank, I think it might even be m- even more than that because I don't know how this campaign keeps going. I just don't. Right. And it's hard for me to say I respect the president, I respect the presidency, I respect the office, mm-hmm. but I don't see how this continues. Well, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, and listen, nobody sees how it continues. Okay, if you're not fit to stand trial, you're not mentally fit to stand trial. Okay, you are not fit to lead the whole world. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Jack is down in Jacksonville. Jack. Jimmy. My man. Uh, Why give you a holler again? You know I got front seats for the show in front of Asia. Oh, that's a hot one. You know there's two shows now. The first one's sold out. What's up with that? I I got those from a guy named Vinny, so hopefully they're the right seats. <laughs> They'll be fine. Don't you don't worry about nothing. But uh, you guys are making the, you're making the, me work too hard. The, Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I I did get a I got a great place to stay. I got a great deal. It's right next door to the concert hall. Ooh. Something self storage. 
Jack, you should open the show. That's funny, man. They put me up at the self-storage. There's an old joke in the road in stand-up. They're like, yeah, I went to this one hotel. It was $50, but they said you got to make your own bed. I'm like, yeah, who cares? Fine. So the guy hands me a hammer and some nails, you know. Good night, everybody. Uh, did you see any of those Biden clips? Well, I, I, I saw – I've seen a bunch of them, but – I was telling Mikey, I was listening. I typically listen to Gutfeld when I'm getting ready to go to work in the morning. That's depressing. But go ahead. Yeah, well, that too. It, it gives me all the reason to get out of the house so I can stop listening. <laughs> and, he, and he had a guy, you know, Tyler Fisher. Comedian. Yeah, yeah, good. Does a good Trump impression. I was just getting out of the shower, and he's doing a Trump impression. And he says, one of the things he says was, you know, Biden will be the first president to be assassinated by gravity. <laughs> I almost fell out of the shower. <laughs> That's true, though. It's spot on. I mean, he, he's in bad shape, man. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a train wreck. But later on in the show, and Mikey didn't know about this. Later on in the show, Gutfeld was talking about a bunch of surveys, how people are feeling about the economy and all mm -hmm. kinds of neat junk. And he said, you know, you know, if you're not – and he said X amount of percentage of people are not satisfied – Gutfeld said, this is his words, if you're not satisfied, lower your standards and expectations. That's what Fox viewers do when they watch Saturday nights at 10 o'clock. Oh, good for him. Don't worry. He'll get some back tomorrow night, I promise. Great call. See you, Jack. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy. Jimmy, there he is, back in action. Big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you missed the previous one, uh, long story short, Biden's nuts. He's still in charge, but not for long. I agree with that. A lot of moves being made behind the scenes right now within the Democratic Party to figure out how they can find an exit ramp for the commander in chief. Uh, a guy who spoke with reporters yesterday. I don't remember that ever happening. But sadly, it did. And it was a disaster. If you're just tuning in, here's the update. So a special counsel, Robert Herr had launched an investigation into Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. If you remember, Donald Trump was found to have classified documents at his house. The FBI raided it, SWAT raid, guns drawn, very theatrical stuff going on in that moment. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It was bad, man. It's very much political theater. Okay, they raided a president's home under the auspices that like, oh, this guy, whew, really up to no good. No, that's not the case. Okay, but understand, like, Trump's going to be fine, but this was part of a larger play. The reason Trump's been indicted 91 times is they don't need a conviction in the court of law. They need a conviction in the court of public opinion. What's going on with Trump's legal troubles are no different than what went on with the Russian collusion story. It was made up by these sick people. Okay, Trump does operate, to be clear, in some gray areas, and Trump does cross boundaries, and Trump does talk in a lot of unprecedented ways for a politician of his stature. I can't deny that. But Donald Trump has talked and behaved that way his whole life, whether he was a real estate developer or a reality TV show host on NBC. I say that a lot because every time they go after him on TV as some type of fringe loony that none of us saw coming, I'm like, hello, he was the highest-rated primetime host in America for 15 years. This idea that he came from the fringes. Democrats are so full of crap. But anyway, they manufactured a hysteria that justifies a lot of the unprecedented attacks they wage against the guy. That's essentially what's going on here. 
So understand, okay, that when Donald Trump was SWAT rated, SWAT rated, something they do to like El Chapo, okay, something they would do to a drug, the leader of a drug cartel, Donald Trump as a former United States president, the guy who hosted Celebrity Apprentice, the guy who got us into zero wars, unless you count Twitter wars. He was in a Twitter war every day. But the world had never been safer than it was under Donald Trump. Border had never been safer. Think about that. But take it a step further. They hated him. They wanted him out. Okay. Again, he was crass. He was pugnacious. But they did unprecedented things to him because the process was the punishment. If you create enough chaos, people will go, enough is enough already. It's always something with this guy. But you don't understand that a lot of the something was being manufactured by his opponents. I think he's got a point. Okay, and one of the problems with manufactured hysteria is living in an era where people's emotions are their facts, they really do lean in. There's a lot of people that think he said all Mexicans are drug dealers and rapists because that's how the media reported it. The verbate, Mexico, they're fine with an open border. They're not sending us their best. They're sending drugs. They're sending crime. They're sending rapists. And the rest, I assume, are good people. (laughs) <laughs> hardly a good soundbite. I don't know that a strategist would write it up that way if he had a speechwriter. That being said, it's not all Mexicans or drug dealers and rapists. No differently than in Charlottesville when he said they were fine people on both sides. Oh, he failed to condemn neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville, except he did condemn them. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You 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 had a lot of bad people in the other group, too. And what is he talking about? Antifa, who showed up with helmets and baseball bats, got into a violent conflict, the end result of which a car peeling out ultimately killed a woman. Sad, bad. But it's not Trump saying there's fine people on both sides, and that includes the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists. He outright condemned them. But did they report it that way? (laughs) No, they tried to frame the story in the most dangerous light possible, which, of course, lit the world on fire. And people were like, oh, Trump said there's good people in the Klan. Did you hear it? It's unbelievable. The media is a bunch of losers. So understand that when Trump was SWAT raided, part of another manufactured hysteria, okay, overclassified documents... The media reaction was, this is righteous and just. This guy's bad. You can't have classified documents. But lo and behold, a few weeks later, we came to find out Biden had them too. (laughs) And now the special counsel investigation concluded that although he willingly and knowingly retained these documents, meaning he knowingly broke the law, although he willingly, knowingly broke the law then, we're not going to charge him now Because a jury would conclude that he's an elderly man with a very poor memory, meaning he's not fit to stand trial. So knowing that to be the case, it is not a moment where he was exonerated. It was a moment where he was let go. But the ultimate penalty he will pay is that they pretty much acknowledged he can't be president anymore and he won't be president anymore.
Okay, but the pushback, as you'd imagine, in the press, oh, man, they're mad. Listen to Joe Scarborough. Almost hates this report as much as he hates himself. Joe Scarborough, I got to tell you, man, I know a lot of people in media. I get to go to all the best cocktail parties, basically because I dress like a waiter. They just, I just look like I belong there. Uh, but everyone I know in media is like, oh, God, nobody hates themselves more than Joe Scarborough. That's why he just sits on TV all morning calling you and me white supremacists. Like, it's all he does. He guys are stupid, you know, racist, ageist, misogynist, trans, anything you can think of. But here is Scarborough trying to defend Biden. Okay, clip uh, 20. He talked about the distinctions between Donald Trump, who lied, stole, lied, hid, obstructed, lied again, had his lawyers lie under oath, continued to lie, continued to hide, continued to obstruct, told his employees to lie, on and on and on. Joe Biden turned it over immediately. Of course, I don't expect liars on other news channels or liars in other parties to actually tell the truth. I don't expect them to do that. But that is, there are those clear distinctions. Oh, shut up, woman. (laughs) You know what the clear distinction is, if you just want to be clear? What we're discussing when we compare Biden and Trump, on Biden's side, those are the actual legal findings of a special counsel, meaning that is the conclusion of a legal report. Bingo. What Joe Scarborough is discussing on the Trump side of the argument is his interpretation and claim as to what Trump did. Do Scarborough's remarks about what Trump did and lied and what people on other news networks did, you know what he's doing there. Hey, guys, Fox News is bad. So go back to hating yourself. Fox News is bad. You're better than them. The middle of the country is racist, guys. Be glad you don't live in those affordable houses where you don't have a pantless hobo outside your apartment in the morning. No, it's better here in New York where the whole place smells like pee and weed. That's why you turn into me and Mika in the morning. So you can be told you're better than those people living the lives with much less stress and more affordable houses and better food and better youth programs and lower crime rates. No, no, you're better off here in an actual shooting gallery. Dude, you know we had a shooting outside of Fox last night? Guy was involved in a shooting. Got taken down outside Gutfeld's studio. That's real. And it's shocking because normally the people shoot themselves in Gutfeld's studio. Anyway. Okay, here's Joe Scarborough, angry about how they described Biden in the report. Clip 21. Do you think that this guy is so naive? Do you think this guy is so stupid? Do you guys think this guy is so clueless that he didn't know by putting words in that Donald Trump would love for him to put in there that that wasn't going to be the headline for uh, the New York Post, that that wouldn't be on every... The guy knew... He's a Trumper who knew. Right. So why in the world, why in the world would would the Justice Department allow that dicta to be in there? It's gratuitous. Well, and, I, and he knows it's gratuitous. Yeah. And it was bad faith. It was bad faith that he did it. And it was even and it was even worse judgment that the Justice Department allowed that garbage to be released. <laughs> Straight clown. Straight clown. Like, put on a pair of size 28 shoes. 
Okay, you understand the reason. And think about what Scarborough's mad about. He's mad that the guy told the truth about Joe Biden. How dare you tell the truth? Your job is to lie. The reason, just so you understand, that they have to put in a summary of Biden's cognitive abilities. Are you ready for this? This matters. This isn't speculation. They have to explain in a legal sense why they made the decision not to charge. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. They have to put something in there. And their something was this man would be charged in any other circumstance except this, meaning there was nothing else they could write to justify not charging him. So understand, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has a job to do. He has a job to do, which is charge Trump, but justify not charging Biden. The only justification they could give for this not being a double standard is that Biden is nuts. And Joe Scarborough's man, it was gratuitous. It was bad faith. It was also the law that he give you the reason not to charge the guy. And they only had one reason. And the reason was the president's nuts. But Joe Scarborough, champion of journalism, is mad because the guy told the truth. That was embarrassing. Think about that. Okay, here is Joey Jackson. Joey Jackson over on CNN. CNN is the worst. But he's explaining why they had to kind of give you the goods on Biden. Clip 18. And then you want to explain, well, why didn't he remember? And that you did. But in doing that, you know that he was savage yesterday by Republicans with respect to double standard, another witch hunt. It's ridiculous. Why does Trump always get charged? Why does Biden get a free pass? So I think that as unfortunate politically as it was that that was out there, Casey, it needed to be done for purposes of justifying why you're treating Trump one way and Biden another. I admire your honesty. But you understand what he's also saying. So he's saying it has to be in report in the report because you have to justify why you're treating Trump one way and Biden another. But there is no justification to treat two people who broke the law in different manners. I think he's got a point. Guys, when there's a double standard in our justice system, there's no standard. So they're flat out saying, yeah, this guy broke the law, but he's older now and he doesn't know what planet he's on. So breaking the law is okay. So if Biden goes and kills somebody, we can go out, but he's old. I mean, the jury's going to say he didn't even know he did it. He's not even going to remember killing the person, so you let him go. That's the case he's making. So when Joe Scarborough gets mad, okay, he's getting mad because the guy told the truth. But at the same time, what anyone who cares about this country should be jacked up about is the fact that there's a two-tiered system of justice in this country. Unless Trump is let off right now. And again, I am not telling you that I run the Donald Trump Radio Defense Fund. Here's Jeffrey Tubin. Took time out from his busy schedule of shaking hands with the governor. You know, he likes to meet politicians. Here he is calling the Biden report an outrage. Clip 22. Part of that report was an outrage, was a disgrace. I mean, the idea that they that that he would make such a big point of 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 Biden being elderly is not something a prosecutor needed to do. That report didn't have to be 300 pages. I mean, that report showed that Merrick Garland 
again made the classic Democratic mistake, which is, I know I'll appoint a Republican, a Republican partisan to investigate, and that will give us credibility. No, it never works. James Comey trashed Hillary Clinton in very similar way. When he, when he said, we're not going to pursue charges, he then trashed her. What, what her did is exactly the same thing. He exonerated him, but with the other hand, raised these really un unnecessary points. I mean, man, okay. You're the lowest form of life on earth. Seriously. I really want you to think about this, okay? When Comey trashed Hillary, when her gave you the truth about Biden being senile, they were doing so to justify not charging them. Yes, the conversation was harsh, but it wasn't what they deserved. They deserved worse. They broke the law, deserved to be charged. They were explaining to you why it was okay for Democrats to get away with it. Okay, and in both instances, they said, yeah, they broke the law, but given conditions, we'll let them get away with it. The news is not that prosecutors used harsh language. The news is that Democrats got away with it. That's the scam here. But it's a stampede of stupidity when it comes to defending this thing. But it's not surprised that Jeffrey Tubin came out on top. So give him a hand uh, because Lord knows he likes to give himself a hand. It's the show that 9 out of 10 listeners voted the best host on radio. I don't want to say that they were dumb, but they were dumb. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Gonna head out to Northeast Pennsylvania. Jimmy on the line. Jimmy. Hey. Hey, when Uncle Joe said Mexico last night, <laughs> didn't he get on and talk about they had to open the wall to let supplies through? Uh -huh. So I wonder if he had our southern border on his mind, and that's what made him say Mexico. Isn't that And funny? he almost admitted that walls work. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, that we're sitting here in a situation, because you're right that no one picked up on that but you. Like, you, you are more perceptive than the media. Because he did admit that. He said nothing could get through because we had a wall there. Yes. So <laughs> the they only, work. And, and, and in his mind, the wall was with Mexico. Yes. <laughs> like, he had the guy's name right. So You might win call of the week, Jimmy. That's pretty sharp analysis right there. And, but it's crazy to think that, you know, there are people in the media that are, like, mad. Because, like, oh, how, how dare he tell the truth. I mean, at what point? Don't you have an obligation to the country to be like, hey, they're saying the guy in charge is nuts. Shouldn't this be the moment we put our differences aside once and for all, or at least for a few minutes? Yeah. yeah. Although he'd be easier to beat than anybody they replaced him with, I think. Yeah, that's the I truth. Know. So maybe you got to leave him in yeah, there. Yeah, we just got to hope there. somebody hides the nuclear codes for a few months so he doesn't, like, nuke Vancouver by accident or something stupid. Yeah, we don't know if he's got them now anyway. So. That's, your, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, Jimmy, if you get time, watch my TV show tomorrow night. We need all the help we can get. Okay, I will. You all right. Best. You have a great weekend, my man. We'll do it again soon. There, right. there he goes. The great Jimmy makes a good point. When Biden was rambling about the wrong president on the wrong side of the world— he did admit that nothing could get through because there was a wall there along the border. It almost makes you think we should have one in our country. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Forgive me if I'm getting a little carried away. Jason Chaffetz stops by next on Fox Across America.
reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Fired up on a Friday. I'm going to bring it on my family. It's Super Bowl weekend. I don't owe you guys like serious journalism. Why would I start doing that now? This show is a radio food fight. And joining me now with his poncho on, his arm is warmed up. He is a superstar congressman the great state of Utah, host of the Jason in the House podcast, something I appeared on recently. Jason Chaffetz is here. Hey, hey, hey. Did you almost call us the state of U-Haul? You didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't actually do that because, like Utah, I know you love it here. You spend a lot of time here. I'm I, impressed. I am pro Utah. The state of U-Haul is California. Everybody. <laughs> well, knows. they they're going from California to Utah. They, so <laughs> the Utah U-Haul is thriving. You can get all kinds of because they're inbound every day. Yeah, that's no. Listen, I'm very pro Utah. I would never take a shot at your state. Not only does my cousin live there, as you know, uh, but I, I love it out there because I like space, as you know. As a New yes. Yorker, there's just there's no space. And uh, the one thing you guys don't have, okay, that yeah, that we do, you know, New York prides itself on having things that other places don't have. And it's true. When you walk out your apartment door, you have a guy with no pants on fondling himself here in New York just about every day. OK, you don't have as much of that out there by you unless my cousin's in town. But that's another story for another time. How are you, man? You good? Uh, doing great. Doing great. You know, I heard the intro to your show and I've heard it a thousand times. I love the show. You do an amazing job reality with a bit of insanity and i was all i could think of is hey we're talking joe biden today obviously <laughs> there it is folks that's called a transition and what a fine one it was <laughs> because i will say this man you know obviously whoever whoever decided to trot him out there for that presser should be fired wouldn't you say like who thought that well, was I a good idea came, what if he came up with it himself i think he probably <laughs> demanded it there's nobody but nobody in that wise house who's who really believes Look, what the world needs is more Joe Biden. The more we talk, the better we do. Like, there's no metric that says that that's, that helps in polling. The guy literally skipped the Super Bowl interview because they were that scared to let him go off the cuff. And as you know, when you're getting interviewed on Super Bowl Sunday, 75% of the answers are guacamole. Automatically. You just say, you can say guacamole to anything. It's a football game. You could say right, buffalo right. wings, you know, and you're yes. good. <laughs> Well, more importantly, Buffalo Wings. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Buffalo. I want Buffalo. And you get it, and you look funny, and you look good. We both know, okay, that what that special counsel report concluded is what we've all been saying since prior to the 2020 election, because anyone objectively watching him would go, wow, this guy sometimes quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. That's not normal. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was in Congress and, and Obama was having problems, maybe he had the red line with Syria. Syria. He, dun, dun, he, dun, did, dun. He, he didn't do that. Uh, and so we got it called over and there were, I don't know, six or eight of us, something like that, Republicans in the House. They sat me right next to Joe Biden and I was sitting directly to his right. And as we were doing this, he, he started the conversation like this. He said, now, listen, I, I've been in the Senate. I was there for a long time. Believe me, the last thing you want to do is get a lecture from the president or vice president. I get it. Yeah. So what I want to do is I, I just want to have this very interactive back and forth. But let me just lay the foundation. Mm-hmm. An hour and a half later, he was still talking. And I, I am not kidding. <laughs> is that real? Oh, it's 100% real. He must have touched me 30 times. It was the creepiest, weirdest thing ever. You know, a little pat on the back, a little slap on the knee every once in a while. Okay, whatever. It's not like we're buddies. 
No, I'm not kidding you. Like 30 times. But he's so different now because he can't get through three sentences. But uh-huh. back when he was vice president, I mean, he would talk for an hour and a half, and we were wandering. I mean, yeah. we were we were talking about all things, you know, all over yeah. the planet. But that's that's the sea change that I have personally seen and witnessed. Wow. Jason Chaffetz is on the line showing us where Joe Biden touched him on the doll. Uh, <laughs> didn't expect this. There's a curveball if ever there was one, but I guess I should have known when we brought you on. There's always something, Chaffetz. He comes on. I'm from Utah. Everybody's nice out here. There's not a lot going on. Yeah, I got groped by the vice president, by the way. I didn't say groped. I know. I'm yeah, laughing. I know what you mean. I'm laughing. Well, this is a reality. I mean, their conclusion, and this is the part where the media is being really disingenuous, not that that's a shock, is they're saying, like, how dare he write this about the pre- about the president? But the reason it was written is because they had to legally justify not bringing charges, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, and think about how crazy that is. You, you can't process. I, I don't like this idea that we're not going to enforce the law. We're not going to try. We're only going to try to prosecute the cases that we think a jury will accept and win. I mean. That's the unequal application of yep. justice and did not charge Joe Biden, but also not charge the ghostwriter who had documents in his in his uh, possession that the, the Department of Justice wanted to look at. But he went ahead and I, I guess allegedly, if I read this right, wanted to destroy them anyway mm-hmm. and, and not going to charge him. I, I It's just. But I lived through the Hillary Clinton thing. I mean, yep. I was the one that sent the letter of preservation to Hillary Clinton. Yep. You know, don't don't. You know, keep all your extraneous notes, extemporaneous notes, keep all your documents, all your emails, you know, and then they shredded and, and used bleach bit and destroyed things by the tens of thousands and nothing happened. I mean, why do we even have classified intelligence laws? Yeah. No, it's like, a great point. Like, why? Why is that? But you know what I love about it? It's only the Democrats, because you understand the harsh language from Comey, because they were like, oh, he, you know, he let her off and then he trashed her. Oh, this, you know, Robert Hur, he, he let him off, but then he trashed him. Only the Democrats could complain about getting away with it. Like, we talk about a spirit of entitlement. They expected to not only be treated equally under the law and get away with it, but they have a right to not be condemned while they get away with it. It's like, it's crazy, man. But does that not speak to a party thinking it's above the law? It it totally does. But I think this is the frustration that Americans are in on the dirty little secret, and that is there's just a double standard. I mean, Donald Trump gets charged with things. And by the way, the Trump... A document case is far different than the than the the Biden one. First of all, Donald Trump under the Presidential Record Act gets to keep things, and Mar Lago is under Secret Service protection. Boom. Joe's garage and everything else we saw that was not under protection. The Penn Biden Center uh, that's not under protection, and there are all kinds of classified intelligence. I can tell you personally when I looked at the Hillary Clinton stuff, I wanted to see. The classified material. Now, as the chairman of the oversight committee, I have a pretty high security clearance at the time. They wouldn't even let me see it. It was that classified. It's like, I'm sorry, sir, you you just don't have a high enough clearance. And yet this stuff was out there in the wind and there was no charge, no repercussion. I mean, think about that. Jason Chaffetz on the line. And when they say, okay, and this was some of the analysis I heard. It's like, you know, somebody on CNN, I believe is Joey Jackson, who I'm not terribly familiar with. But to his credit, he was saying, well, you know, Biden has to use, you know, the you know, Robert Harris to use that language to justify uh, exonerating Biden and charging Trump. But when you're flat out telling us 
okay, that, you know, he's trying to justify charging one guy up for breaking the same law, okay, there is no justification. You know, I mean, if, if, if so, yeah. is, so if you murder someone and you go, but the guy's old and, they, you know, they're going to see him as old and he has a bad memory, he won't remember murdering the person. Yeah, Does that he, mean we just let him keep murdering people? He murdered him willfully. I mean, <laughs> that's what he said, knowingly and willfully, but he won't remember doing it. <laughs> and look, he's, he's going to be sympathetic in front of a jury and all people are going to think he's a nice old guy. Um, I, I just it, it, there's no. No case to be made that justice actually prevails. Now, you could say, hey, we wanted to charge him, but he couldn't because he's the president right now. Mm-hmm. That would have made sense. Yeah. But um, hey, here's the other point I want to make, Jimmy, real yep. quick. This is all on Attorney General Garland. Mm-hmm. Do, who do we believe? Yeah. Do we believe Joe Biden? Hey, I'm Sprite. I My mind is full and clear. Well, then, if that's true, Mr. Attorney General, then you do have to prosecute him. Yep. Because – your special counsel over here is saying, you know, he's really not that cognitively capable yeah. of making decisions. So, Mr. Attorney General, which do you believe, the president or a special prosecutor? Because you can't believe both. Nope. Talking to Jason Chaffetz, man, and that's the bottom line is that there's this both ways thing happening. But what was so funny about it when we get back to them sending him out there in the first place <laughs> was the moment when he said, I know what the hell I'm doing. And then bragged about getting the president of Mexico to close the gate in Gaza. <laughs> you know, that is a very far walk. I, I have, <laughs> I have tried it and it's, it's not a fun one. You know, it's funny. One of my callers was, was also raising, raised the point that, by the way, he also kind of admitted that border walls work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The gate was closed. Nobody could get through. Nobody could get through. <laughs> Aid couldn't get through. People couldn't get through. But That's a great point. I'm going to use that one. It is fascinating just the level of stunning ineptitude. Now, I know, you know you've worked in Congress and served at the highest level. You know, I, I bring this up because, like, when I was a little kid, Okay, and believe me, I've seen plenty of people in Congress, seen plenty of people in the Senate that are actually super competent. Okay, but when I was a little kid, it was my belief that the people at the tippy top, the upper echelons of government had to be the most fireproof, brilliant human beings who ever lived. But when you watch, yeah, when you watch this administration, you realize like how silly that was for me to believe. But I believed it till I was like 20. Uh, looking back now, I feel a little duped. Uh, are you at all shocked by the level of incompetence? Um, I had somebody tell me I got elected, but I hadn't yet been sworn in. And they said, you know, when you get to Congress, you're going to just look around and you're going to think, wow, how did I get here? Like, this is amazing. How did I get to this spot? But they said, hey, six months into it, you're going to look around and you're going to think, how did they all get here? Like, <laughs> And that's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. And now you know what I. I uh, it's that's so funny because uh, I was talking to Mike Rowe last week, mm-hmm. and uh, that is he said he said that's going to happen in TV. He's like, you got your own Saturday Night Show. He's like, it's going to be shocking for a few weeks. He goes, and then in a few months, you're going to be shocked everyone else had one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so true, you know. And the people who stick around the longest, yep. you tend to be the ones that rise to the uh, to the to the upper echelon. Mike Johnson, the speaker, is yeah. kind of the exception to that. Mm-hmm. But it's those people that I worry about. The ones who stay there forever, that those are like, oh my gosh, you have nothing better to do with your life. All you want is power, and just because you've been here the longest doesn't mean you're the smartest kid on the block. And um, Joe Biden's proven that. 
That is hilarious, Jason Chaffetz. Is it ever, you know, failing upward through attrition. And what's so funny about Biden is, you know, and this goes back to the Hunter thing. He left the vice presidency. Obviously, Barack Obama thought so much of him that he talked him out of running in 2016. (laughs) He thought so highly of the guy. He told him to leave Washington permanently. That's right. Which may have motivated um, him to be a little more involved with his son's businesses. We don't know that definitively. But to me, it does almost read like a golden parachute situation where he's like, well, Hillary's the nominee. She's going to win. That was everybody's expectation. Ergo, I'll be out of politics because 2024 will be the next chance I get to run. But lo and behold, COVID happens. He becomes viable because Hillary loses. And now now he's in a position where he somehow found himself in the office of the presidency, but it clearly would appear in levels of competence and cognitive function that the job would be beyond him. I mean, do you see, as someone who's operated at the highest levels of politics, as someone who has been repeatedly groped by the president, as you said, I kid, <laughs> but do you see a world now where I, I, I don't think either of us agree he could run the country for four more years, but do you see a world now uh, you know, where they leave him on the ticket? And I know you've said in the past he won't be on the ticket, and that was mo- almost speculative. Do you feel like we have more fact now? I think the Democrats know it's a reality, and they're trying to figure out how to get out of this box because I think they know things will be probably even worse mm-hmm. politically with Kamala Harris at uh-huh. the top of the ticket. And they made all these uh, assumptions and they made all these arguments that it has to be a person of color, has mm-hmm. to be female. You know, they put themselves in the box instead of saying, hey, we're going to get the best, most capable person. Maybe they are mm-hmm. an African-American woman. But, the, you know, that's not what they said. They said they wanted to pick people to the Supreme Court and the presidency and the vice presidency based on on these um metrics are these i shouldn't say metrics based on their skin color and whatnot yep i think they're in a i think they're in a tough tough spot i i don't know what they do i just don't think that joe biden can possibly get there and if barack obama decides to push that last domino over it's done i i think it's done well you know how this ends biden will be a walmart greeter welcoming people to target uh, there it is. <laughs> to target. That's happy <laughs> happy Super Bowl, Chaffetz. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, man. My man, the great Jason Chaffetz, back after this. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So the way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts and clearly politically motivated gratuitous and so i will say that when it comes to the role and responsibility of a prosecutor in a situation like that we should expect that there would be a higher level of integrity than what we saw Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! It's Lincoln Fela who's joining us in the next hour. That's Kamala Harris trying to do damage control on the assessment of Joe Biden's cognitive functions. Again, the prosecutor only delved into Biden's state of mind as a means of justifying not charging him. They determined he knowingly and willingly broke the law, and they got away with it. The only thing Kamala Harris should be saying is thank you. Bingo. 
Jenny and Lincoln are coming up in the next hour individually. We're going to discuss the Super Bowl. Lincoln demanded his own segment. He won't go on with his mom. He's a diva. Let me get into a couple of your calls quick uh, before we get there. Vinny is in Hartford, Connecticut. Vinny! Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Great. I'm pumped up. The weekend is upon us. We got some TV to do. Sure do. Listen, I think I remember Kennedy introducing you on her show as the head writer. Did I see that? Did that yes. happen? I was the head writer you for her show. She was the first person to put me on TV. And then when her writer left, I became the head writer for about two years. But then I got this show. Out of loyalty, I wanted to stay on her show. But they said I couldn't do both just because of time constraints and everything like that. But you will be happy to know, if you're a fan of Kennedy, uh, she is on the show tomorrow night. She's making her debut on my show, which is amazing because we're like, you know, she's my only friend in this business. So I'm psyched. That's great. Hey, listen, I'm Kennedy's age, and I get most of your references about the 1980s and the 1990s. Mm -hmm. I have one. You want to hear it? Give it to me. 30 seconds. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Do you know what Jeffrey Tubin's favorite song is? Well, give it to me. To Stroke by Billy Squire. (laughs) There it is. Take it. Have a nice weekend. See you on TV, my man. Randy is in Swanton, Vermont. Randy, I was told you have a football story. We have a minute and five seconds. Can you please beat the shot clock? I can. Love it. So I was a sophomore in high school. I went down to New Orleans, Connecticut to visit a friend. I brought my cousin with me. Then we were going to go to New York. Uh, We came out to go to the train station. The guy said, I'm sorry, that's a a charter train. Uh, He says, boys, we are only 15 years old, sophomores. He said, let me see if I can't get you on. He got us on the train, and the train was... The 1972 Miami Dolphins football team. What? Where was we sat across? The only seat on the train. Oh my gosh! Was across from Larry Zonka. Wow. He took up the whole seat. He's like an Abram A1 tank. <laughs> he was. He was. He was two and a half times the size of my me and my cousin put together. That's outrageous. So I got to meet Don Shula and Bob Greasy and Paul Warfield. I get to sit with all of them. Two and a half hours, buffet, car, all the food Ooh. you could eat. What, Randy, so ward- then, wardrobe's going to cut you off. I'm not allowed to talk about buffets now that I have a TV show. I'm actually just cutting you off because we're going to commercial break. Randy, finish the story, but we love you for it. Great stuff. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, final hour of the week. The big, bad, one and only, high-flying, death-defying, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. If you follow me closely, you know I have paid and not paid my rent for the better part of the last two decades based on how the outcome of the Super Bowl affected my wagering. And uh, joining me at the end of this hour to make a determination on what life-changing amount of money we should bet on who will be my son, Lincoln Fallon. But joining us first, the tippy top of the hour, a woman you know from this show. She's now sort of a TV star. She's basically good at everything except ordering at a Brazilian buffet. Uh, Jenny Fela is here with some complaints. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Are, are you still smarting from last night's trip to the Brazilian buffet? I, I'm, I'm better now. I'm a little better now. <laughs> really quickly, you guys, because we have real stuff to get into. Jenny and uh, myself and the Link Man, when I got home from Fox last night, uh, went out to celebrate what we would have to say is good fortune uh, yeah. based on the, the opening week of book sales, New York Times bestseller list. Amazing. Number three book in the world right now, according to Publishers Weekly and overall. I mean, which is a big Incredible. deal. Incredible. And really we, cool. we kind of laugh about it. Yeah. But man, <laughs> did you step in it. I mean, we had a funny moment last night on the way to the buffet because me, Jenny, and Lincoln, obviously, you know this. I'm just telling this to the listener. We, we talk a lot of smack to each other. And I think what I said to you in the car was, 
if I didn't marry you, you'd be like making out with a rodeo clown right now. Yeah. And you're like, I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> Good clap back, Jenny. <laughs> But after all of that, riding high on her comedy horse, we pulled into a lovely Brazilian buffet, by all accounts. Yeah. I believe really Fogo nice. de Chao. Yeah. Over on Strong Island. Mm-hmm. Great place. Really nice, very elegant, classy mm-hmm. looking. I would absolutely say we were the trash in there. Would you not? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I mean, everybody looked better that kind than of us. Applies anywhere it's we pretty go. much anywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but anyway, me and Lincoln order the boom boom. Which is, if you go to a Brazilian buffet, you know what the boom boom is. It's just you put up the rabbit ears and they keep shooting steak at you yeah. until you surrender. Right. And it's steak and it's chicken and it's pork. And it was glorious. But because you tried to do something responsible, which is fascinating to me. Like, you've been on TV once. Now you eat like you're a news anchor. Like, who <laughs> well, are maybe you? Maybe I'm just tired of you two calling me fat all the time. Well, it's not going to go away even if you lose the weight, Jenny. And, you know, but, but the point, and if the past is any indicator, you're not going to anyway. I'm kidding. I love you. Don't leave. But the point is, Jenny responsibly ordered, like, the pork chop. And uh, it over the course of an hour. <laughs> So you guys got to understand, like, they're literally shooting meat at Lincoln and I with, like, a slingshot. Listen, they just keep coming up to the table. If anybody hasn't yeah. gone to this place, I've never yeah. been either. But you saying they're shooting slingshots. Like, it's like a wily coyote. It comes over, out in an Acme cannon. Stop it. And they shoot it. But you guys ordered, like, the just the bottomless steak. The boom Or boom. The, the bottomless meat. So they uh-huh. keep coming over with the steak, like, speared on a, on a sword. And then they just shave it off and cut yeah. it onto your plate. Well, I didn't want... An all-you-can-eat meat buffet. So I just ordered the pork. So I thought it was just gonna—I was gonna get one choice of meat, and it was just gonna come out like slightly less than that. But it was just like seriously, like forty minutes into it. Now it's a buffet, so you guys are already almost done. No, no, we're before eating. Before my first eating. even like yeah, thing yeah. came, they cut two little pieces off, and they're like, "Oh, I think we need to cook this a little more." So they take it back into the back <laughs> for like another thirty-five minutes as I'm just sitting there, like not wanting to fill up on like the the you know salad this, bar you stuff. Know, you know the scene in Three Amigos where the two guys have like. <laughs> in their canteens <laughs> and Chevy Chase is pouring his all over his face giving some to the horse and they're just sitting there salivating yeah. poor Jenny so well, she and it get... wasn't a thing that you could even share yours yeah. with us no it'll cut your hand off thing. it's right. like being a card so count in the casino right. you can't exactly. share the meat at a Brazilian buffet right 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 you that's why they have the person. swords yeah. the meat is on a sword <laughs> that doubles as a weapon if they catch you sharing the meat that doesn't surprise me actually true yeah. story yeah. Jenny Fail is in studio it's Friday we're in a good mood we're just talking about stuff but uh, she is definitely 0 for 1 at the Brazilian buffet I am but did the redeem itself it was delicious and honestly it was it was me ordering poorly i should have just gone with what you guys did and i would have been fine because that's because it really is like that's what they're it's called the brazilian buffet like the all you can eat meat meat arama you know what (laughs) i mean that's the official title yeah yeah Yeah, no no but you know what i'm saying you or you did you ordered the wrong thing i did i really did you know like when lincoln was a kid and he'd go to the chinese buffet but he'd get the pizza sticks yeah (laughs) you ordered like a child yeah i did you got what you deserved yeah second worst order in jenny fela history when jenny first came to new york her very first (laughs) visit here we went to a long island diner that's no longer in business the spartan Mm -hmm. diner Mm -hmm. corner of 110 and conklin street farmingdale farmingdale not far from the Crystal Cafe, also no longer in business. Mm. Say what you want about the Board of Health. <laughs> They're mad. They're mad. They shut down the old Crystal Cafe, but they shut down the uh, Spartan Diner. But Jenny famously went there and became the first person in the history of the diner to order off page seven. You see, the diner makes, if you guys have never been to a Long Island diner, it's the closest thing you guys have to a Denny's, right? 24 yeah. hours, yeah. phenomenal breakfast, mm-hmm. burgers, grilled cheese. A grilled, uh, you know, a Greek specialty or two at a diner, mm-hmm. and that's all you're supposed to order. Right. The other seven pages are legit reading material. Yeah. While your drunken friend is throwing up in the bathroom or crying or fighting or arguing with his wife. Correct. Okay. Correct. But Jenny, coming to the Spartan Diner for the first time, is like, I think I have the chicken Florentine. And the waiter was like, really? <laughs> and, and, and to their credit. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it I, was bad. It was, <laughs> it was, it was bad. But, you know, you, you love to make fun of me about this, but I'd also like to point out that knowing that I was never from Long Island or didn't know no, no, you little didn't things, know. Uh-huh. you didn't also, like, hit me to this fact. Because I just, I'd never dawned on me. You just, like, you wanted the story. No, you I didn't want the story. You wanted to see me crash and burn. It just never, you no, I didn't. Said, whoa, 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 babe. It was the beginning. I liked you then. <laughs> I liked you then. <laughs> you could have said burger. Burger, eggs, that's it, babe. That's all you get at a diner. But no, no. No, no, you got this. You got. I'm going to let you step in it the next time you come to the country. That's no, it. Look, I know how to order in the country. Uh, That's the not, point. Not food. I'll find something no, that I could have, like you know, thrown up a road you sign know, for you. I'm, I'm not a doing hero it. Hero, where you live. <laughs> I'm a Hollywood. I'm not Hollywood, California, as you know. I'm Hollywood, Florida, and it makes me like I'm undeniable because I'm so average, and people don't know what to do with me because I'm famous and average. Everybody else is like who's famous is like above average, either their looks or their talent, and they have like a standoffish quality to them. But mm-hmm. you know, you go to my events, I'm like the inferior person to what we're surrounded by, and they love it. It's amazing. I'm like a Chinese baby emperor. <laughs> it's like they prop you up. But like, I mean, what, we really played along with this. It's a baby, you know? It's funny. So Jenny fails in studio. It's Friday. Uh, we're celebrating, really, the Super Bowl. Why? Because the Super Bowl, if you wanted to know what bonds Jenny and I, for real, obviously, you know, we're in love and we have a great family and we have a lot of the same values. And I mean, do mean this and being sincere, but we do like the country. We like the country a lot because we were both raised to like the country. And uh, we have a lot of family uh, who serve the country, whether they were in uniform as a soldier or a cop or whatever the heck it was. Um, so I've always liked the Super Bowl, I think, for a lot of the reasons you have. We like Americana. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl is the ultimate Americana, whether you're talking about commercials, the halftime show. Totally. Whoever. Is it Reba McIntyre? Yeah, that's what I read. Anthem? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of my theory that she's Dana Carvey? I think it holds some weight. I've never seen them in the same place at the same Ever. time. I think if you guys want to think about this, Reba McIntyre and Dana Carvey might be the same person. Yeah. I like mean, there's got to be some relation there. Somewhere. Right? They've got to be able the to trace cheeks, back the some, face, some sort the of distant hair. cousin. I mean, if they're not the same person, they're definitely related. I got to hear, I've got to hear him sing one of her songs. Yeah. Dana Carvey yeah. get to the bottom of He's this. super talented, so he probably could do like a good impression. Oh, he's world class. Remember you know? the church lady? Yeah. And he did George H.W. Bush, right? Yes. Yeah. Too funny. But, um... You get the Reba National Anthem. Are you excited about that? I'm always excited about the National Anthem. I'm always like, I'm always Chris rooting Stapleton. for something. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park last he year. I mean, he, it last there were year. people on the side, like the Eagles coach was like crying, like oh. physically moved him to tears. Well, like, you probably got maced by an Eagles fan. <laughs> maybe, he thought maybe. he was macing a Chiefs fan. Yeah, you know, maybe. they get a little rowdy. Yeah, but uh, no, I always look forward to it. Um, it's interesting, though. Give me this. As you know, you can bet the national anthem. You bet the length of the national anthem. Right, right. I believe the over under is ninety one seconds. Does she strike you as a long anthem? No, no. I, I, I think I think under because she's not somebody like who just is going to do a lot of riffs and a lot of. I mean, maybe she'll shake it up for this, but it's not. You know, what about? It's not like you know how like a Christina Aguilera really does a lot of like. That whole style yeah. of singing. I mean, listen, if she Every has note. to hold a note, maybe it's just to coordinate with like the flyover. Yeah. So it happens at the right time if they're no. behind. So if we get a uh, like we get a slow jet. Right. Maybe they took off a couple seconds late. One of those Air Alaskas with no door on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Happy Super Bowl. So you get Reba out of the gate. You're excited about that. I mean, you're not a huge Usher fan, but you know a lot about Usher. It was great. Yeah. I'd expect good choreography. I would think so. Yeah. He's one of, super talented. One of my favorite cab stories of all time is I was driving a backup dancer for Usher and I almost killed Reese Witherspoon. It's a great story. Um, so, Witherspoon? Hey. Isn't that a street joke, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. I forget how it goes, but I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Witherspoon. Um, so I was driving on 21st Street, which heads, it's really weird. 21st Street goes west. That's where my taxi garage was. Mm-hmm. But at 11th Avenue, it reverses for one block. From 11th Avenue to the West Side Highway, it goes east. Okay. Follow me so Mm -hmm. far, so good. So Reese Witherspoon was walking across the street facing the wrong direction. So she walked into the road and didn't see a cab coming. 
Okay. And literally walked into the road like three feet from me, killing her. Oh, no. Slammed on the brakes. She put both hands on the hood. Wow. Okay. So you know when you when you a movie opens in the final scene, mm-hmm. and then they jump all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. So here's the beginning. Okay. I'm driving up Third Avenue. Uh, we're third in Bowery. Bowery becomes third on mm-hmm. the east side of Manhattan. So you figure like Third Avenue, 10th Street, 11th Street around there. I pick up a dude who is a backup dancer for Usher, gay gentleman, very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. You know, black people use a word for one another we can't use. Yep. I mean, you use it, but I'm just I'm, I'm kidding. I'm being silly. Okay, but they, as a gay person, there's also a word they use for one another. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. so he is on the phone just laying into Usher because mm-hmm. he this word for a gay person okay. made all of these words for a gay person dance like 50 more reps than they wanted to. Oh, and he blames okay. Usher's mother and she's the B word and she's this Jeez. and that. But he's really going in. Uh-huh. He's so colorful and wonderful. He's like a gay Michael who calls into the show because he's very opinion and colorful and flat and people love it. So as we get, to, he's just running and running and running, and we get to 21st Street, and she just walks in front of the car. We slam on the brakes. Like, she looks up at me with her hands on the hood, and he says, let me call you back. This blankety-blank almost killed Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and just hung up the phone. <laughs> but I was now every word he had been calling his people yeah, yeah. and his friends and everybody else. But to our credit, Reese Witherspoon lived. She did. We did not kill her. Whew. Thought about it. I'm Kay's a long chef, so I'm kidding. But uh, Usher... That is the only association I have with him is one of his very charming and colorful uh, backup dancers. Mm -hmm. Very colorful language is what I would say uh, was in my cab. So Usher, though, has some hits. Good yeah. choreography. He's a good dancer. Yeah. Do you we, think there's going to be any like I was going like, to ask you that. Do you think there's cameos? I oh oh cameos. Yes, I definitely think so. It's weird. They're in Vegas. You know who's from Vegas? The Weekend, but he already did a halftime show. Okay. The Killers, but he doesn't do anything with Usher. Mm. Who does Usher have duets with? I feel bad. I should uh, know this. There's yeah. I'm probably just forgetting some, but I just wonder like beyond cameos. What? I mean, you don't think. It's going to be like the thing that people have been saying, right? What, Taylor? Yeah. I think Taylor Swift parachutes like, in. Not parachutes in, but you think no, that meaning it does it? something? Well, she's got to get there first because she's true. leaving That's from true. Tokyo. I read this funny thing. It says, you know, when you're in high school or you're in you know, middle school and you do those word problems that it's like if a train leaves, so yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, and you're like, I'm never going to use this in your life. And now people are like, this is literally my Super Bowl to try to <laughs> figure Swift out if, her, Tokyo. if she leaves Tokyo. At the same time, time the team bus right, departs right, for Allegiant right. Stadium. And the time difference is this. Will she make it to the game on time? Wow. God, I hope not. I'm kidding. <laughs> It'll be fun. But can we not agree? It would be a listen. I know you're not anti-Taylor or Travis, neither am I. I don't care. Uh, but could we not agree it would be kind of funny? I mean, I there'll, there'll be jokes. There'll be things that people will say that will be funny. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't get behind that. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the guys. So I, yeah, yeah. I really I don't want to do no, that. If they, I them. have, like, really good jokes in my head if they lose that I'm excited to see get stolen by bigger accounts. We tweeted <laughs> for, like, yeah, 500,000 yeah. likes. Right. Like, oh, way to go. Good job on that. Right. But uh, we're talking to Jenny Fela. Quick break. More Super Bowl. More America after this. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, back in action on a Friday. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Lincoln Fallon, the closer, refused to go on and share a microphone with my current in-studio guest, Jenny Fallon, love of my life. Uh, but I think the world of you, but your son, who does adore you, uh, refuses to share a microphone. He's a diva. Now, you technically have more TV credits than him at this point. You were on my show. You shut it down. Like the exact, like people thought you were great. Aww, I mean, I carried the interview, but they don't know Of course that. you I'm do. Kidding. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. But, um... The Link Man has demanded. Oh, yeah. I think it's so funny. Yeah. He's demanded his own audience. Mm -hmm. Um, The Link Man, by the way, 
If you guys are coming to see me in Huntsville, Alabama, the Mars Music Center, Mars Music Hall, fancy. Okay. A hall is fancier than a center. Don't you think? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It just in yeah. theory it would sound fancier. Yeah. Hall does. Sound Let me cool. make sure I get it. But a hall is also like where we have weddings around here. Yeah. All right, let me get to the bottom of this. <laughs> the date. Oh, man, we got too much going on. The Mars Music Hall, Huntsville, Alabama, May, uh, excuse me, April 13th. Okay. He's going to meet Lincoln the dog. Yeah. Tommy and Laura Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent the holiday with them on FaceTime. We did. Graciously named a dog they rescued after our dirtbag kid. Yeah. So we're going to fly down there and try to meet the Daniels and kick their dog. That's no, the right it's the right thing to don't do. It's the right. They name it after your kid. Pita, you can kick Pita it. Pita is going to come after you not knowing you're kidding. I know they like, don't know any of the jokes. Last week I made a joke on my show about you remember the woman who jumped on the hood of a car to go get her dog back in California. Oh yeah, yeah. Mhm. And the joke in the monologue was like on the Saturday night show was like is there's you know a dog and a cat. Now we own a dog and a cat. Yeah. We're obviously very pro cat. Yeah. But I did get a lot of tweets from cat people. Are you serious? Like cats are wonderful and love us. I'm but like, if, did I have a cat? But if Shut they up. know cats, I know. they would know that that's they true. You can love them and know that they want nothing to do with you. I know. That's what I said. Like, I they're they're so this indifferent. This is a dog and a cat. Your cat wants to get kidnapped. It yeah. wants to get away from you. Totally. And not yeah. because you're a brat, just because the cat's a brat. We love her. She's yeah. 18. But she's a brat. Yeah. She doesn't come greet us at the door the way the dog does. There is a difference. No, but I did. I got the message. I was still like, how dare you? <laughs> Besmirch the character of cats. Oh, I mean, nobody likes cats. We like have them. Said, yeah, I have. I've had cats my whole life. Yeah, you're not doing anything to help the like the crazy cat lady stereotype no, by getting I'm mad not. at jokes like that. Dude, we had a cat that was an. <laughs> we have a dump button. Don't worry. Okay. So, <laughs> she looked at me. We had a cat, Elvis, who lived to be 15 years. Who did he not live to upset me? To upset specifically but you, but not Lincoln, not Jenny. No, me. he loved me. He followed me around. He was the most adorable thing. But he would do everything in his power to make you mad. It was he, so funny. He would legit in our dining room table when I sat down to have a meal, mm-hmm. jump on the table. Uh-huh. But no, no, he'd jump on the table. But I'd be like, "Hey, get out of there!" He wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, he go, would wait. No kitties on the table. He would wait till I physically walked to his end, and then I'd like purr and jump off the yeah. table. And then the minute I sat down, what would he He'd do? Go right Get back, back on the table. So funny. He and would he, knock over your water on your not, end table constantly. Yeah, if I went to bed with the water, he'd come by and just knock it over. Mine would be fine. It wouldn't touch hers. <laughs> and this was like an ongoing thing for 15 years till we finally had to put him down for oh, mouthing off. Stop. I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, cats have that in them. And it's yeah. not to say dogs don't misbehave. Right. But generally speaking, if your dog is a jerk, either you're a jerk or you got him from somebody who was a jerk. Right. Because dogs really want to please you right. at their core. Right. They're wonderful, sweet beings. Yeah. So a little more Super Bowl for me, and then we're on our way. President Biden skips the pregame interview. Yeah, I, you I see, the that. reason I'm so down on that is because I keep saying this on TV. It's an easy interview, man. It's you a just softball. say guacamole. Yeah. You just you don't have to say anything else. Guac beer commercials. Yeah, yeah. There's like Chips. Bu- three words. You Hines know what I mean? Dales. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Anything. Yeah. The only person I ever saw screwed up was Carrie Lake. Remember, Carrie Lake was running mm-hmm. for governor of Arizona, and she. I interviewed Carrie Lake on the show, guys. If you're not familiar with her, or you're new to the show. It was one of the best experiences of my life is Carrie Lake wasn't capable of having a human conversation. Oh, I remember this. From time to time, you get a politician on that's just talking points. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what you say. You know yeah. what I mean? What's the best M&M? Well, can we even have M&Ms with Joe Biden in the Oval <laughs> Office? And at first, you're like, oh, this is a joke. But when they do it the third time, yeah. you're like, oh, this is all they can say. Mm-hmm. So Carrie Lake is physically incapable of having a human conversation with me based on the fact that she worked in media like 30 years. So mm-hmm. there's no excuse for this. Yeah. It's just as a politician, she has a, a plan. And she's sticking to it. 
So I muscle through a 12-minute conversation <laughs> of making everything she says sound spontaneous because I don't want to be the guy just reading talking points to someone. So I'm really forcing a conversation. And, of course, we get to the very end of the conversation. You know how it goes. It's a layup question. No more talking points, no more policy, no more Biden, no more Kristen, whoever she's running against, Katie Hobbs, none of it. And I just say, well, you know, Arizona is hosting the Super Bowl. If you were governor, would you host a good Super Bowl? And, of course, she says, <laughs> well, when I think of the Super Bowl, I, I just think of, think of the national anthem yeah. in America. Get her out. Yeah. Get her out of here. We all, everyone in the studio, because it was a crowded room that day, mm-hmm. everyone threw their arms up like, <laughs> All you had to say was guacamole. (laughs) So the fact that Biden can't give us three and a half minutes of guacamole, a bad sign. Totally. A worse sign. You're out of here. Your dirtbag kid is up next. (laughs) Happy Super Bowl, Jenny. Happy Super Bowl. Lincoln Fallow when we come back. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wrapping the week up in style. I am heading off to book signing territory. Uh, you'll see me tonight on the Sean Hannity Show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before that happens, from 6 to 8, I will be on Strong Island at the Gardner Manor Mall in Bayshore, right there on Sunrise Highway. Myself, the Fox News Saturday Night team, going to be signing a lot of copies of our best-selling book, New York Times bestseller. Number three in the world right now, according to Publishers Weekly. Pretty, you know, lofty territory for a low-level dirtbag like me. Went to community college and majored in Nintendo. Uh, But if you're on Strong Island, you want to meet the champ tonight between 6 and 8, get out to the Barnes & Noble at the Gardner Manor Mall. Tomorrow, at the Little Point Bookstore in New Jersey, myself and Dana Perino, the belle of the ball, doing a live signing. She's going to moderate a QA. and a We're going to tell a little stand-up. It's going to be great. That is 12 noon Little Point Bookstore tomorrow. And, of course, Sunday is the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58, a global phenomenon. Joining me now to preview it, a man uh, who's a little worked up about the Defensive Player of the Year Award that was given out Thursday night. Lincoln Fela is here to discuss last night's fiasco. Hey, man. What's up? So your guy, T.J. Watt, on the Steelers. Robbed. He was robbed, robbed was he robbed, not? Robbed, yeah, robbed. Now, were they afraid Miles Garrett would hit them with his helmet yeah. if he didn't win the trophy? Yeah. No, TJ, I think Miles Garrett had one sack in his last six games. But for those of you who don't know this, Miles Garrett, who is a star defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. He's good, but he's not TJ. Once almost got thrown out of the league because he got into Mason an Rudolph. with Mason Rudolph on the Steelers, took off his helmet and tried to hit him in the head. He with didn't his... know he hit him in the head with yeah. it. And Mason Rudolph, then a, uh, playing for the Steelers, still a backup on the Steelers. No, he's I don't know, he might he's be the competing. starter next year. But uh, he turned out to be okay. But lo and behold, TJ Watt, who Lincoln maintains across the board was better than Miles Garrett. Way but every every category. In every category. Yeah. That ain't right. There's an anti Steelers bias there. It is. No, apparently it's been a thing since he came into the league. Oh, is that true? Yeah. So does T J have a reputation as being a jerk or something? No. Like, really? Yeah, like he just doesn't get calls and stuff. Huh. It's like insane. Well, I'd love to get to the bottom of that, but I think the bigger football news is Super Bowl 58 this weekend. I don't know. I'm outraged. <laughs> Lincoln's boycotting the league. He's kneeling for the national anthem. I'm kidding. Yeah. He would never. He would never. He was raised right. But you got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Chiefs, of course, are defending champions. The 49ers, uh, a team that probably could have won last year, but their quarterback, Brock Purdy, got hurt in the NFC title game. They're now officially back at full strength, a slight favorite to an even-money bet over the Chiefs. Lincoln, I, I asked this of your mom earlier. Is it not kind of hilarious if after all of this Taylor Swift stuff, they lose the last game of the year and she's a punchline? Yeah, well, I don't. 
I don't care if Mahomes and Kelsey get their third ring. Who cares? No, but they're going to get it anyway at some point. That'd be a cool Brock Purdy story, though. If he won it? Yeah. Because Brock Purdy was, what, the last guy drafted? Yep. What a good American story. Yeah, second year, last pick in the draft. Last pick in the draft. I can tell you where Kenny Pickett is right now. Who was the first pick in the draft. First, first QB first picked? First QB picked in that draft. Yeah, Lincoln is very worked up about the Steelers. Let's try to get him back on message. How was the Brazilian barbecue? Good. Because, you know, the Super Bowl is all about food. We're going to go to my mom's house. She's going to feed me till I die. <laughs> Yo, my mom, you guys, just a catapult. Like, you park the car, and you just get hit by, like, oh, food yeah. on. You got to put your windshield wipers on as you're pulling up. One time... I'm quoting this word for word. I'm leaving her house, and she goes, you want a hero for your pocket? <laughs> for your pocket? For my pocket. Like you're a kangaroo yeah. with a pouch. After I had already eaten, like, five heroes at her house. <laughs> she loves to feed people. We do. We come from a big, fat Polish, half Polish, half Sicilian family. And Sunday is, of course, when we say it's the Super Bowl, it is our Super Bowl. It's the, would you not say it's the biggest holiday of the year for us? Yeah, the biggest deal, though, is the Super Bowl boxes. Yeah, Super Bowl boxes. So there'll be a lot of gambling. There'll be a lot of food. Um, it's loud. <laughs> you don't hear anything, uh, but it's going to be great. I'm, I'm I'm pretty pumped up about it. And uh, if I had to guess, Link, man, who do you think is going to win? You never bet against Mahomes, but I'd like to see the Niners. You would you like don't to see bet it, right? I, I, I said the Bills were going to – I said the Dolphins were going to beat them. Yeah. Then I said the Bills would beat them, and then I said the Ravens would beat them. It's just – okay, so you've been off – well, because I didn't think they were that good this year. The, you want to know what's interesting about them? Because Kadarius Tony hasn't been playing. What's interesting about the Chiefs, okay, is they actually were able to elevate their game come playoff time. As a team that's been there before, they dropped a lot of passes in the regular season and really looked beatable. But then they stepped on the gas playoff time. They were losing to the Raiders. They were losing to everybody. Oh, man. It's rough at, if you're losing to the Raiders. You're not supposed to lose to the Raiders. I, I think they use a nerf. They don't even use a real yeah. ball. They use like a whistling nerf. Lincoln Fela is here. We're having a grown-up talk about the Super Bowl. We're having a grown-up talk about America. Uh, he's eagerly anticipating a new Kanye West album. Lincoln is the... the I think you. You stuck with Kanye. I give you credit. A lot of kids walked away. Well, this is what's weird. This is what's happening to Kanye. Because he said so many anti-Jewish things. He's actually winning back the fans at Harvard yeah. now. All the, all the woke liberal people at Harvard are like, I actually like this well, guy. Well, you need people like that, like the crazy people, like the Trumps, the Kanyes. You yeah, need yeah. that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. true. They make, the, they make the noise. Yeah. They give you something to talk about. Like, if you... If you sat through and went back and looked through Trump's old tweets, I bet it's one of the most entertaining things you can do. Oh, it's fantastic. This is the thing people don't get about Trump, is we're living in an era where our whole life, and you know this, is just a series of entertaining things we look at on our phone. Mm -hmm. And Trump is basically just a living, breathing thread. Yeah. And obviously he likes the country, and he outworks the other guys. Make America great policies. again, again. <laughs> That's what we're down to now. But would you not agree? That's his new slogan, official. But understand this. Biden isn't even doing a Super Bowl interview. Biden sees dead people. <laughs> he does. Like, do your friends know that? I mean, no one really talks about it, but everyone kind of does know it. Yeah, like his, if they don't get him off the ticket, basically what happened yesterday on Thursday is Biden had taken home classified documents to his house, which is a big no-no. Which is what Trump did and got swatted. Yeah, Trump got a SWAT raid. So Biden got a special counsel that determined he was too old and didn't have enough of a brain to know he was doing something wrong. But if that's the case, how? The well, no one knows about that. But like, No one really knew, knows about that. Well, I didn't hear that until just now. Well, it's out. The special counsel report came out yesterday. A lot of news outlets just didn't run with it. Well, they make sure to do that with his stuff. Yeah. But when Trump visits Epstein Island and... No. <laughs> Lincoln turned. Oh, no. So Stephen Hawking was there. What is Stephen Hawking doing at Epstein Island? <laughs> uh, well, listen, you know, maybe he likes when the girls blink dirty to him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. But uh, Stephen Hawking. Hey, listen, man, 
He's just going there to sit there. Maybe. You know, but I don't know. Maybe He's not moving. Maybe he likes to watch. I don't know. I don't know how this works. The guy's a brilliant guy. He must have had something up his sleeve. But uh, since you took it there, you know, when you talk about all of this crazy Epstein stuff, Prince Andrew, the Royals, you know. Didn't the... King get cancer or something like that? Yeah, hopefully he's okay. He got like something like that cooking. It was a weird week of news. So you had Biden talking to dead people twice. He talked about the president of France. He's like, when I became president, I met Mitterrand of Germany. I mean Mitterrand of France. Now, he's right to say Mitterrand is of France. But when Biden became president in 2021, Mitterrand had been dead for 26 years. So he's talking to dead people. Then twice on Wednesday at a private event, he talked about speaking to German Chancellor Helmut Kohl, who Helmut Kohl had died four years earlier. So the point is, the dude's a mess. And, you know, Trump, he's catching a lot of hell. They're fighting with the Supreme Court about taking him off the ballot because that's what they're down to. Didn't they do that in Nevada? They did it in Colorado. Then Maine jumped in. The Supreme Court case. He doesn't need those states. That's the cool part. He doesn't need that. No, I mean, to be honest with you, the way it's trending right now, he would win. And it says other, too, I think. I looked it up. Well, that was Nevada. That's where he beat Nikki Haley. So Nikki Haley got on the primary ballot in Nevada and lost to not one of these people. That's got not one of these people got more tricky votes Nikki back at it again. <laughs> She's tricky Nikki. Now, tr- tricky Nikki has been fantastic on the show, and I, I like her off the air. But what are the kids? Are the kids not like her? No, I don't care. It's just funny because every time I go on Instagram, he's posting something about tricky, about tricky Nikki. Nikki. Tricky he's giving, Nikki. He's giving to the business. Yeah. Trump fights dirty. So one thing about the Trump man, there was this old boxer, Andrew Galata, the Polish guy. And he would headbutt you. He'd punch you in the nuts. He'd do anything. Hit you in the back of the head. He'd get disqualified all the time. But Trump is like the Andrew Galata of politics. I'll give you an example. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Trump does it with class, though. <laughs> Lincoln's Trump a... will throw like a 20 on you after. Like, like Trump, during the first debate against Hillary, is so funny. You can go find this tweet. He goes, during a commercial break, she went in the back room. I don't know what she was doing back there, but it was disgusting. <laughs> so he just implied that she went and like dropped a deuce during a TV timeout, which I promise you didn't happen. But you he sure? does that. <laughs> You're one of those people who think girls don't poop. No, believe me, I'm, oh, I'm no, well past that. I'm, I'm married too. It's fine. Ugh. We're going to be okay. But <laughs> uh, but it's Friday. We're talking to the Link Man about Trump. We're talking to him about the Super Bowl. Do you watch Usher the halftime show? That's that's when we get our time to throw like peg the little kids with the football. Yeah, Lincoln has younger nephews, and at some point it's a rite of passage Super Bowl yeah, Sunday to beat them up. Yeah, you take them out into the field. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny about Lincoln's cousins Cooper and Cameron, sweet boys, they're brothers. How old are they? Eight and ten. I think like eight and eleven, nine eight and eleven, something like that. So they're little brothers. I guess everybody can relate to this. They're very competitive. It starts out as a football game or a wiffle ball game for thirty seconds, and then turns into them just beating the pee out of each yeah. other. <laughs> Somebody, we were we were in uh, California. Do you remember the famous foot race? Yeah. So they had a foot race. We were in Coronado. If you guys are familiar with Coronado, really nice, nicest place we've probably ever been. It was nice, too nice for us. And uh, they decide to go have a hundred yard foot race. Forty yards into the race, little Cameron just turns to Cooper and does what? Tries to punch him in the nuts while they're running. In a no, race. I think he gets the shot off and then he wins. <laughs> He's, he's in a race with his brother. His older brother, who's 11 to like his age, starts to pull away. He can sense that he's going to run out of steam. So he just punches him in the balls. <laughs> no, wait, what was it? Um, I, I, I go and I go, Cameron, you can't punch me in the balls. He goes, yes, I can. <laughs> I remember that too. Little kids, little kids fight dirty. So maybe that's the popularity of Trump is that he's unconventional like you kids. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, if we talk about it, it's, I mean, it's only February. So you get a Super Bowl. We're like, let me think about this. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. We're like a legit nine months from the election. Yeah. Can that, oh, man, that just seems like a long time, doesn't it? 
Do you think it's going to be Trump? Run, uh, do you yeah. think it'll be them, or do you think it'll switch? I don't know. Newsom's a good TV guy. Isn't he? Yeah. He's got but, the sexy hair. Yeah, but um, I don't know how much longer Trump can ride this tricky Nikki. Well, we, well, listen, once he knocks her off in the campaign, it's on to Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe with a document. Sleep, seeing dead people. <laughs> Sleepy Joe seeing dead people. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's the most incoherent person I've ever met, I've ever seen. I love it because he can't put two sentences together. The guy can't put two sentences together. I like how I have a better uh, Trump impression than Alec Baldwin, and I didn't shoot someone. (laughs) Lincoln fell in the house. Quick break. We're back after this. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is a Friday. We're wrapping up a banner week that saw Cancel Culture Dictionary become a bestseller on the New York Times list, Publishers Weekly list. How about it, Link, man? Yeah. You got some good DNA in you. I mean, you're like halfway decent. Like, all I can give you is a work ethic. But, you know, your, your mom's DNA is solid, the farmers. Well, I was given this DNA before this DNA was turned out to be good. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. So you're saying when we had you... The street value of your DNA was low rent. Stock went up, yeah. You're saying it's gone up based on whatever I, I got the tall gene, but Are you the sa- stock definitely went up. Wow. So you're saying I could be selling this? I could like be like a, a a frozen pop or something? I could be making side money? All right, let's talk about it. Let's go on Shark Tank. The Link Man's here. It is Friday. Talking about the Super Bowl is what we're really talking about. He's having a hard time betting against Mahomes, but kind of wants to see the 49ers win. Oh, so I saw this thing. This guy goes, I've incorrectly picked the Super Bowl for the last 15 years, but you never bet against Mahomes, so I'm picking the Chiefs to win. Ooh. So now it's like one of those things. It's like Because you got ooh. the guy who sucks. Yeah, but then you don't bet against Mahomes, but then he is the, betting for Mahomes. Oh, like, this is complicated. My guess is, I'm not kidding, I expect the 49ers to win. Let me give you, and you want to know what I based that on? What? Last year's Super Bowl. The Eagles, if they could have played a complete game, would have beat them. They were dominating them in the first half. Yeah, and Mahomes beat them on one leg. I know, but are you, that's what I mean. But are you going to tell me? That the Eagles, there wasn't a scenario where they could have won that game. They could have, but they didn't. They didn't do their jobs. They don't give out no prizes at halftime. Is that what you're telling me? Yep. All right, fair. Well, knowing we're going to play four quarters, knowing the 49ers are a slight, slight favorite. Mm -hmm. Okay, you are telling me you have to stick with the Chiefs. I just want to see the line, and I'll let you go. Uh, Wow, let me see this. Did you know Christian McCaffrey won Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah. All right, so that's good for him. Well, they have um, Taylor Swift and Kelsey bets. Okay, what does that mean? Like, what will happen at the game? Oh, things you can bet on? Yeah, like you can bet on how many receptions Kelsey has or how many yards if um, they show Taylor however how many, many times. How many times they show her on the screen? Yeah, if she, like, gets up and jumps out of her seat like the ridiculous ones. So where are the kids? Like, you're in a high school, right? Do the kids care? Like, about all the Taylor Swift stuff or no? No, everyone thinks it's annoying because it is. It's just like a distraction from the game. My sports and event marketing teacher told told us he t- he turns off the volume of the games because he doesn't like how the commentators talk about Taylor Swift <sighs> and how good the players are. Because Tony Romo, uh-huh. he loves Mahomes and Allen. 
Yeah, Tony Romo is like it's. Like oh, erotic. no one does it better than Mahomes. Mahomes is just—he's incredible. Oh he's my incredible. god, he's so good. I wonder what he looks like without his shirt on. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Do you mind if I take a bubble bath? You know, he actually Mahomes has a dad bod. Does, I saw that. Yeah. Well, as long as he doesn't drive like his dad. His dad yeah. got a DUI. He is good. M- M- Patrick Mahomes Senior. Has one more DUI than Mahomes has Super Bowls. Oh, that's not good, man. Well, here's the official line right now in Vegas. The Chiefs are two-point underdogs. They, so, that shouldn't be that. You don't think he? Because the Chiefs have been there. The 49ers have not been there with this, like, with this yeah, team. Yeah, they were there with Jimmy G. They were Jimmy G in a whole, like, a whole different roster. They're a good team. I think they're trying to tell you the NFC was the better conference this the year. The NFC you see is it? not the better. I mean, listen, teams like the, the Eagles and the dude, Cowboys were strong dude, for a minute. The the Bucks made it. I know. The Eagles made it. The Packers made it. I know. There were some weak teams in the there. The worst team in the AFC was the Steelers, and the Steelers could have probably beat four of those NFC teams. Oh, he's still smarting over the Steelers. No, I'm not. They I were know, not good I know, this year. I know, I know. But it is the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm a listen, man. I, I That line has me betting the 49ers. Like, as a guy who, as you know, well, as you don't know, because I was done gambling by the time you were born, but, uh, you know, I was betting, like, life-changing amounts of money. But you would give me, like, when I was little and I'd walk in the room, you'd be like, Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favor- underdogs or whatever, so who are you picking with? And you would, like, give me games to pick. I remember that when I was little. I had no idea who I was picking. I was picking who had the cooler logo. Oh, that's what you're supposed to do, and you do just as well as the guy who handicaps this stuff, who, like, thinks about it. Well, the 49ers as a favorite on turf – Against the non-divisional opponents, like there's so many dumb yeah. stats, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I think the stat here is the 12 and five Niners, the 11 and six Chiefs. Chiefs defending Super Bowl champs. They have all the hype. They have Taylor Swift. There's so much anticipation of them winning this game and them getting like, mm-hmm. is he going to propose on the field after the He's game? He's not going to. He said he. He goes. I'm going to focus on my jewelry right now. Oh, there oh. you go. All right, now I want him to lose. I can't. Uh, if, I, I, I bet you if the Chiefs win, they'll play a Taylor Swift song at the stadium when they release Or is she going to sing like We Are the Champ? Because she's going to glom all over this. Mm-hmm. As much as she's like, why are they putting the cameras at back? Like, if they win, she wants the cameras. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's like uh, Prince Harry and What's-Her-Face. Yeah, stop. Uh, Meghan Markle. Yes. Is stop ta- paying attention to us. <laughs> stop paying attention. Totally check me out, but stop paying yeah. attention. Are you calling Taylor Swift the Meghan Markle of the NFL? Yeah. Oh, my God. The Travis Kelsey family well, is going to stop talking. So. Um, Brock Purdy, they asked him in an interview, are you prepared to upset Taylor Swift? He goes, yes. <laughs> Let's go, Brock Purdy. The 49ers, now officially America's team as far as I'm concerned. Happy Super Bowl, Link, man. I will. Uh, I got to go sign a lot of books this weekend, be, being a big best-selling author and all. But uh, I will see you back on Strong Island Sunday for the Super Bowl. Do we hit Fred's Deli? Hit Fred's Deli. Do we have to hit a Super Bowl Fred's? I think so. That's, That's the right move. bad news for your TV star dad. That means i got to starve the rest of the week, but I'll do it for you because I love you. Happy uh, Super Bowl, everybody. If you didn't get the Cancel Culture Dictionary, foxnewsbooks.com. Check me out on Hannity tonight. Stop by the Barnes & Noble on Long Island and Bayshore, or you can see me and Dana in Little Point tomorrow. Either way, the weekend is over. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You are the absolute worst, my man. Just the worst. Get him out of here. Get him out.
Kudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Kudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.